0: wonderfulpistachios.com to learn more that's wonderfulpistachios.com this is optimal health daily episode 2109 does coffee really give you that mental edge by dr jenny brockus of drjennybrockus.com and i'm dr neil your host and narrator this is the show that's all about improving your health and fitness and i do that by simply reading an article for you along with some of my own commentary so with that Let's get right to it as we optimize your life. Does coffee really give you that mental edge? By Dr. Jenny Brockus of drjennybrockes.com As a medical student at university, I must have consumed the equivalent of a small lake of instant coffee. Battling the demands of essays to be written and information to be memorized, I kept myself going with my Trusty kettle and large jar of instant coffee. By the time I graduated, I was so sick of the stuff I couldn't drink it anymore and switched to tea. It's only been in recent years that I've actually started to enjoy coffee again, but I still can't drink the instant stuff. It has to be real coffee. And I have to say, I look forward to my daily mid morning cup. I love the wonderful aroma and savor every last drop but does it do anything for our brain in terms of mental performance? Caffeine has been described as the world's most widely consumed psychostimulant. How many of us start our day with that cup just to get us going? Apparently 90% of Americans do. Caffeine is a stimulant in much the same way as amphetamines, cocaine, and heroin are, and no, I am definitely not recommending those to start your day. It works on your brain in similar ways, basically by speeding it up. So yes, we are more alert when we consume caffeine. The peak effect on our brain occurs 15 to 45 minutes after drinking the coffee, and the total effect lasts around two hours. Here's how it works. In the brain, we have receptors for a brain chemical called adenosine. Now, these receptors are unable to distinguish between adenosine and caffeine. So, when we have that cup of coffee, the caffeine locks onto the adenosine receptors and blocks the adenosine from being able to exert its normal effect of slowing down brain cell activity. So, our brain cells speed up their rate of firing. The trouble starts when the pituitary gland detects the increased rate of brain cell activity and presumes there's an emergency happening somewhere. This results in the fight-or-flight response being initiated, with the adrenal glands pumping out adrenaline to fire us up. So yes, we are alert and ready, but not necessarily in terms of improved mental performance. Once the effect of the caffeine and the adrenaline has worn off, we are likely to be feeling more tired and a bit flat. Time for another cup of coffee to get us going again. This may lead to a vicious cycle being set up. We may feel as though we need that quick fix we appear to get from drinking coffee. And drinking a lot of coffee may actually help you feel more tired, Can't sleep at night, it could be the coffee. Many people find that they can't drink coffee late at night since it keeps them awake. Caffeine has a half life of six hours, so that cup of coffee you have mid afternoon will leave you with still around 50% of the caffeine in your system when you're going to bed that night. That in itself is not a huge problem. Many of us can get to sleep even with a significant amount of caffeine still in our system. But remember what I said earlier? caffeine blocks your adenosine receptors? We need adenosine to slow our brain cells down when we want to get to sleep. The caffeine interferes with your ability to have good quality sleep by reducing deep sleep, which we need for good brain function. But there is some good news about caffeine. It increases our dopamine levels, and it increases dopamine levels in the brain. Dopamine is a neurotransmitter, which makes us feel good and happy. So, when I have my mid-morning coffee, I'm alert and happy too. Does quitting coffee really give you a headache? Want to quit or cut down your coffee consumption? That's fine. Just be prepared for the withdrawals. You may have heard of people telling you they get a caffeine withdrawal headache if they miss their coffee or try to cut down. That's because the caffeine causes blood vessels to constrict. When caffeine consumption is stopped, the blood vessels get bigger or enlarge, also known as dilate. This enlargement of the vessels increases blood flow around the brain and the pressure around the surrounding nerves. This can then trigger the headache. Other signs and symptoms of withdrawal may be aches and pains, extreme tiredness, and depression. But luckily, the worst is only for a couple of days. Researchers at the University of Vermont and Johns Hopkins School of Medicine published a paper in 2009, Demonstrating the physiological effect on our brain of quitting caffeine. Caffeine withdrawal produced electroencephalogram changes, or EEG changes, associated with the feeling of fatigue. On the ultrasound, cerebral blood flow was shown to increase, and subjectively, those in the study reported feeling sluggish, tired, and weary. So, yes, it can take several days to get over the worst with reduced alertness and slower reaction times. But by day six or seven, your body will have likely recovered your blood pressure may even be lower, you may experience less anxiety, be sleeping better, and be functioning mentally just as well as when you had been drinking coffee. The study revealed that those people who drink coffee regularly have no mental benefit or advantage over those that don't, despite those of us who like to think it helps give us the edge. Oh well, maybe we should just enjoy coffee and its caffeine for what it is, a stimulant that will give us short-term increased alertness and happiness. We just need to make sure we don't have so much that we impair our brain fitness and mental performance. You just listened to the post titled, Does Coffee Really Give You That Mental Edge? by Dr. Jenny Brockus of drjennybrockes.com. When you're hiring, it feels amazing to finally close out a job search. But what if you could get rid of the search and just match? You can with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform Dr. Neal here for my commentary. So Dr. Brockus was mentioning getting too much caffeine. How much caffeine is too much? According to the Dietary Guidelines for Americans, adults should not exceed 400 milligrams of caffeine per day. An average cup of coffee can contain anywhere from 75 to 150 milligrams of caffeine. Now when it comes to some of the potential health benefits of consuming coffee or caffeine, many studies have found that six to seven cups of coffee a day can be beneficial. Here's the deal though, as Dr. Brockus mentioned. For some, that may be way too much coffee or caffeine. In fact, for those with certain preexisting conditions, they may want to stay away from coffee and other sources of caffeine altogether. For example, those with stomach ulcers, those with gastroesophageal reflux disease, also known as acid reflux, inflammatory bowel disease, irritable bowel syndrome, insomnia, anxiety, hypertension, or type 2 diabetes, these folks may want to stay away from caffeine. And for those that are pregnant, the American Congress of Obstetricians and Gynecologists says less than 200 milligrams of caffeine per day is safe, but some other doctors may insist upon complete abstinence. And as far as children go, the American Food and Drug Administration has not set a level for children. In fact, the American Academy of Pediatrics discourages the consumption of caffeine and other stimulants by children and adolescents. But if you find you enjoy coffee and it's not making you feel badly, you find that it makes you happy and you're not experiencing any side effects, enjoy it and drink up. All right, that'll do it for today. Thank you so much for being here. Thank you for staying all the way through to the end. I hope you have a great rest of your day and I'll be back with you tomorrow for more OHD. And that's where your optimal life awaits.